Welcome back to the most interesting family cast. I am still your host, Crystal Spring Heaney, CEO, consultant, and homeschooling mother of five. Thank you for joining us. Today, I am speaking with Ms. Julie, a homeschool mom from Indiana who is a mother of two. They've homeschooled through high school. And her youngest, I believe, is going into grade 12. And her husband's doing a lot of the homeschooling now since he's retired, which is nice. I'm looking forward to that in about three years. Welcome to Julie. And we'd like to start off with what led her to choose to homeschool her two children? Hi, Crystal. Yeah, that's a great question. Looking back, I would say in one sentence, the schools were terrible. I did not start out planning of uh, on homeschooling my kids. We started out, uh, they're three years apart. So my oldest one was going in, went to the public school, local, and it was, I thought, oh, it's okay. And then all these weird things started happening. And I, I'm not going to go specific, but just a lot of different weird things. I thought, oh, is this normal? What everybody is experiencing, you know, curriculum, teachers are strange the school and my friends and everybody said, oh, no, we've never experienced that. So I just kind of went along and my daughter, my oldest one was very emotionally upset. And I thought, something's not right, you know? So I I went with my intuition, uh, switched over to a uh, different setting, which is a local parochial school. And uh, wow, it only took a year to figure out it was the same thing. And so then uh, they're three years apart. So my, my younger one, I thought, well, it couldn't, you know, lightning couldn't just always strike twice. Let's put him in the public school and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, and, and when you have multiple children, you tend to be like, okay, <laughs> their personalities are so different. So I can see how that, yeah, that makes complete sense to me. So I'm sorry, if you want to continue. <laughs> no, I'm laughing because I'm like, I can't believe I waited that long. But, you know, I really didn't know. I thought, oh, gee, that's weird. So again, I went with the, my gut feeling was telling me my child was emotionally distressed. Um, and I decided to do the same. In fact, I did the same pattern. I put my second child into the same parochial school, and but I didn't wait a whole year. I only took me uh, the first half of the year. and We never went back after Christmas break. And then, um, so that was how I did it. I really didn't plan on it. I, I really had to give it all the benefit of the doubt, give the system all the benefit of the doubt. And so right then and there, I knew I had nothing to lose. And I, I really didn't have anything to look back to. There's no going back at that point. So that's where I chose. It really wasn't a choice. Okay. And actually, could I ask you a little follow-up here? I know I haven't prepared you for this one, but two little, two quick questions. Did mm-hmm. you see that there was very little structure or were you able to find people easily? And then the second part of that is, um, was curriculum as easily accessible then as it is now? Because I know now we just go to the internet and can find almost anything. Okay. The first part, let's see, it was about, let's say about 11 years ago. Yeah, there was some, uh, I was in the Chicago metro area and so there was some structure there. Illinois at the time had uh, a long history of very good, uh, what they call the ad hoc committee on homeschooling to the Illinois State Department of Education. It was, you know, I didn't know all these things were already there. It was wonderful. So it wasn't hard at all. It was, I just didn't know it was there for me to reach out and touch. And there were articles in local papers about homeschool co-ops, uh, and there were large groups of Christian uh, 
organizations. So it was pretty established. I just, and I had heard of a few friends who had tried it for maybe a short time, like a year, and they were sorry they had to put their kid back in to the public schools. So then I, I already had an idea and there were structures available. That wasn't really hard at all. Oh, good. That's good to hear. And I think that's part of what I'm trying to do with this podcast is get people out that there that are worried that there's structure everywhere now. And it's nice to hear that it's been in some bigger places for longer. Oh, yeah. Indiana, really, it's just equally as easy to homeschool with the large state homeschool organizations. And then there, there are lots of smaller ones and they're not, you know, secular and Christian. And, and I really don't know about the other other uh, faiths, other religions. I never looked into it. There probably are as well, you know. And I kind of got a little off here. I didn't remember the second part of your question. Uh, the second part was the availability of curriculum at the time and whether, I'm not sure there was just as much, but how did you go about finding it then? I started out, first I had a lot of time to read because I gave my older child as much time, which was about a few months really is all she needed. But during that time, I, I call it detox, I was just uh, doing a lot of reading. And for me personally, I found the Susan Wise Bauer book to be really good. And that was about the only real big resource that was published at that time. It was called The Well-Trained Mind. And now after, since then, I see a huge increase in those type of books. And uh, there's so much more out there. But at that time, doing your own curriculum, making your own was kind of a new thing. And I thought, can't do that. So then I had heard about a classical conversations, kind of a co-op. Now that has also developed into a much larger company, but that's what I started with just for about a year or two. We did classical conversations, which was good structure for me and the kids. It, it was wonderful. And then we changed into more of an unschooling direction, but I still use some some very good classical kind of curriculum. So we just did kind of a mix of unschooling and classical, and I could recommend what I use, but there's so much out there to just buy. You could buy packages for a whole year. You could just buy book by book, which is pretty much what I did. I started out structured uh, with everything kind of already pre-planned for us with the classical conversations. And then once I felt comfortable we kind of did what the kids kind of wanted to lead into. I think you make a huge point there in the fact that as you homeschool, you'll find that your approach progresses. And all those things you mentioned, they're still out there. They're still available. I will put links to those books and to those curriculum because they are out there and you can go explore them. Ms. Julie makes an excellent point here that you're not stuck in the same curriculum from year to year, even month to month. If you start something, you don't like it. You may be out the money, but you can always go do something else where I think you'd agree with me. We'd find in public schools or private schools, you can't just go in and ask the curriculum be changed. Correct. Correct. There's going to be a series of questions here about your life. And let's start with where you were in your life when you chose to homeschool, whatever comes to mind that you would like to share with the audience. Well, first of all, we, uh, we were financially okay. Everything was really fine. It, I was in really lucky. I was in a good place. Uh, we had just moved into a new home and everything was pretty stable. And so it wasn't that difficult to change gears. And uh, we already had some stability and some calmness in my life. I felt, I just thought, gee, I, I wanted to be like everybody else. You know, I mean, um, that was probably the hardest thing for me to change the gears of not being like everybody else and the way I'm going to raise my kids. But I, I got over that pretty quick. 
So I started out in a pretty good place. Does that kind of make sense? That does. And to give our audience a little bit of an idea, were you already planning on staying at home once your kids reached school age? Or were you having to step back once that second one started school and then you pulled that second one out from looking at possibly going back to school work or something else? Oh, uh, no, I was planning on being a stay-at-home mom, you know, maybe until they got into high school and then going back to work. Uh, I had been a registered nurse and had uh, worn many different hats. After that, I I wasn't really in clinical setting for very long. So I thought, you know, I could find some sort of work when the kids get into high school. That was the plan. Okay, so yeah, not a huge change. And then um, we'd like to talk about where are you in life now and with whatever you're comfortable with sharing? I'm still not working yet because uh, I feel like I'm going to take a little break here and figure out what I, what kind of work I want to do. And then we have COVID. So that kind of slows things down a little bit Oh yes, and opens up new things like having this kind of a recording, you know, uh, instead of traveling to meet someone for a meeting and all. There's so many things that have changed now. I'm just kind of waiting for my youngest child to just finish up his last year of high school. So I, I really don't know where I'm at now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now that your children are almost out of the house, you've almost successfully completed this homeschool journey. How do you feel about their education and where they're going in life and how you've impacted that, if you're willing to share any of that? I would say I'm happy right now because my kids are happy. They're what makes them happy is feeling independent. They're very strong-willed, which was a challenge during the homeschooling years, but they are really so independent and fearless. They, they both were able to find jobs as soon as it was legal, you know, to work and get paid. They're able to choose their paths, and they're both doing kind of non-traditional career paths. I'm, I'm just so, so thrilled because I know that they feel free and happy. They don't have to worry about what are they going to do when they get out of college, and they're not even going to regular traditional college settings. So I'm, I'm just really proud and very, very happy for them. And that's great to hear, because I think that is a really big homeschooling success. So let's talk about how homeschool helped get you to where you're happy now. There are always things that we think of as our success stories. And on that way, there are also things that may have taken us back a rung on the ladder as we tried to move forward. So if, if there are any bits of wisdom, anything that you think really either helped you get ahead in homeschooling and to where you are in life, or anything that you think would be a good advice against doing something that might set other people back a rung, if there's anything about that that you'd like to share, we'd love to hear that. Yeah, I would say the first whole year that I really started the homeschooling, even with the structure and the co-op, I just felt almost every day like I'm walking a tightrope with no safety net. And I didn't want to tell people this for a long time because it sounds discouraging. Then after a while, it gives you this um, hyper-focus of being right in the moment because you can't can't take your eyes off the tightrope you're walking on. So it makes you very focused in the moment, or at least for me. So as a result... Once I make a decision, you know, I really make sure I explored every option and then I never look back. That's my motto. Never look back. So like you're asking me to, yeah, but you're asking me to look back in hindsight. I would say, gosh, I don't have regrets. I don't believe in regrets, but I would say that there were times where friends and family, these are the same people over and over that would keep asking the same question. How do you know what you're doing? 
Are you sure you know what you're doing? How do you know? Well, these questions were just, it's maddening, you know, and I should have nipped it in the bud and been very assertive in the beginning instead of just letting them keep asking that every single time we would have coffee. I'm waiting for the question. And it really interrupted the whole relationship. Uh, I should have demanded maybe more, res- or, you know, commanded more respect and been a little more assertive. So I would say be, be strong in your belief that you can do it. You know, don't let doubters fill your mind with doubt. Eliminate the negativity, uh, even if it means maybe not talking to them for a while. You have to stay on your tightrope. So that was one thing I would look back at. The other, the other piece of advice I would give out is once you are homeschooling and feeling really good about it, don't try to convince others to join you. You know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You know, Crystal, I think it's so exciting right now. We're seeing across the whole country, people are on their own waking up to see that the public education system is not good. And they're thinking of homeschooling on their own. It came from their own mind the whole idea is theirs so they have to kind of own it before they do it I think. and i think you're right Julie. right now it's great that so many people are just realizing that they do have options for their children because public school was just so easy because it was there and it was mandated mm-hmm. so you forget that there were options that you had other than that for mandatory school so it's nice that a bunch of parents are able to go and go all right well let me let me finally look at these options because now it's impacting me some other way. So that is one good thing coming out of this pandemic, I guess. (laughs) So I think that's it. And I just want to wrap and say, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate all the time you've given me and, you know, being my first interview that's outside of my house. So thank you so much. And um, I will keep in touch with you. And is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up here? Uh, no, I, I just thank you for having me on your, uh, what do we call it? An audio cast? Eh, podcast. podcast. <laughs> See, I am so non-techie. And if I can do it, if I can homeschool and I'm the lowest tech person out there, trust me, if you know how to, do, you know, how to work a computer better than me, um, it's not that hard. People can do this. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Crystal. And that's a wrap for today. We will see you at 8 a.m. sharp. And any links that we've discussed, you can find at www.techmom.me.